0: I would just like to welcome everyone that's just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. I'm Alana Willifier and my program is called Body Matters. And the reason why it's called Body Matters is because I normally interview people in the body of Christ and everybody in the body of Christ matters. So today I don't have a guest, but I have just felt spirit led today to talk about the Holy Spirit today and what is the Spirit, what is the function of the Holy Spirit and how do we get the Spirit? Now, sometimes, you know, as a new Christian, not everybody is familiar with the Holy Spirit, what the functions are. And so today I just want to to go through that again and just to enlighten you on what the Spirit of God is. And I just want to read a scripture from John 3 verse 8, which says, The wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound, but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going to. So is it with everyone born of the Spirit. So let's look at what Spirit is and what the Spirit is not. So when we think of the Holy Spirit, okay, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, Father, God, and the Holy Spirit. And therefore, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, when we accept Jesus in our lives, Father God will give us the spirit, his spirit that dwells within us. And that's the same spirit that dwells in Jesus and in God. So it is God's spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives within inside of us. So the spirit of God also contains The kingdom of God. Now, as children of God, we belong to the kingdom of God. When we've got the spirit inside of us, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God contains the kingdom of God. There's a scripture that says the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the spirit. And that is in Romans. You see, without the Spirit in us, we cannot receive the Kingdom of God. You know, if we do not commit our lives to the Lord and receive the Spirit, we cannot receive the kingdom. So I just want to read it again. It's in Romans 4 verse 4. It says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the Spirit. So when we got the Spirit of God inside of us, we've got the kingdom of God inside of us. Everything pertaining to heaven, we have access to and we are connected to Father God. we connected to Jesus through the Spirit because it's the same Spirit that dwells in God, dwells in Jesus, now takes residence inside of our bodies. You know, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We host the Spirit of God inside of us. And Without the Spirit inside of us, we cannot have true peace. And I'm going to go back to that scripture where it says, The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Spirit. So where is righteousness, joy, and peace found? In the Spirit of God. So without the Spirit, we truly cannot have true peace. And the Bible says, if we read in John 14, verse 17, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, I give unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, when the Spirit of God is in us, then we can only receive that supernatural peace that doesn't come from this world, but comes from God himself. In other words, it's a supernatural peace. And that peace we can only find within the spirit of God that resides within us. You see, without the spirit of God, we cannot have true joy. And, that as we come back to the same scripture, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Spirit. So if we don't have the Spirit, we can't have true joy. And I just want to read the scripture in Romans 15, verse 13, that says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace, believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And I just want to repeat that, the power of the Holy Spirit. And that was Romans 15, 13. Now, the third one is righteousness. It says righteousness, joy, and peace is found in the Spirit of God. So without the Spirit of God in us, we cannot be in right standing with God. Because of the Spirit, it's only because of the Spirit of God that we are in right standing with him because righteousness is found in the spirit. And Romans 4 verse 4 says, righteousness is a product of faith. And I believe that that is the step of faith of accepting Jesus in our lives. So if righteousness is a product of faith, then when we put our lives in, when we commit our lives to Jesus, you know, when we decide to, to put our faith in Him and we we commit to Him for the first time, you know that we are putting our faith in something that we cannot see. I mean, we haven't seen Jesus, we haven't experienced Him, but when we accept Him in our lives, we're taking a step of faith. And once we receive Once we've accepted Jesus, he says he promises us the Holy Spirit. And therefore, this scripture is so prevalent where it says righteousness is a product of faith. We receive righteousness when we put our faith in Jesus. So without the Spirit, we cannot inherit the kingdom of God or have true peace or joy. And we cannot be in right standing with him. I want to also read 2 Timothy 1, 7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Another translation says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-control. Now, what the scripture is saying, God hasn't hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So, The spirit that God gives us, the Holy Spirit, doesn't contain any fear in it. And so the minute when we stop operating in fear, we've just stepped out of our alignment with Jesus, with God. Because God's spirit does not contain fear. And fear in actual fact is a spirit, is a demonic spirit. So we know that the spirit in us doesn't contain any fear. And I also want to add, when we step into fear, we know that we are now being, that the devil is operating. You know, that we're now operating in the kingdom of darkness. And that is not God's heart. And so, because fear also involves torment. I don't know how many of you you know, even us who have the Holy Spirit in us also have moments where we fear. And fear is not from God because fear involves torment and God is a God of love. So the scripture says that the spirit is power. So let me go back to 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So that means that the spirit, the Holy Spirit is a spirit of power, It is a spirit of love, it's a spirit of a sound mind, and it's a spirit that has self-control. So when we have the spirit inside of us, then we have power. And what power do we have? Because of the Holy Spirit, we have the authority um, in Christ. We have the authority to overcome the kingdom of darkness. And in 1 John 4 verse 4 it says, He who lives within me is greater than he who is within the world. So what is God saying? The Spirit that He's given us, the Holy Spirit in us. When we've got the Spirit, we've got power. And that power is the authority of God. And it's to trample on scorpions, to trample on serpents, to withstand the kingdom of darkness. You know, our battle is not against flesh and blood. And I want to read Ephesians 6 verse 12, where it says, For our struggle are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities and the power of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in in the heavenly realm. So without the spirit, we cannot fight a spiritual realm. If, if God says our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against, um, but against authorities and the powers and spiritual forces of evil, spiritual forces, only the spirit of God inside of us, only spirit can fight spirit in our own flesh. We cannot fight in a spiritual realm. Only the spirit in us can fight the spiritual realm because in the spirit we have authority, we have power. And just to read another scripture that to emphasize this fact, it says, um, and that is in, uh, where, the, where the Lord says, this is the word of the Lord to Zebulun, not by power, not by might, But by my spirit, says the Lord. So what God says, you cannot fight in your own power, in your own mind, in your own fleshly being. But only by my spirit, says the Lord, only by the spirit of God, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are overcomers. We can overcome the kingdom of darkness. And the Spirit, if we look at the Spirit of God, you know, the opposite of fear is love. You know, the Spirit of God is inside of us, and God is love. Why? Because the Spirit of God is love. It's love. We can only love each other because it says, that the, when we go back to 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, But um, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound power, love and a sound mind. So because of the spirit inside of of us, we have a capacity to love people. And because God is love. And I want to read 1 Corinthians 16 that says, the word of God says, okay, sorry, let me go back to 1 John 4, 8. It says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You know, when we got the spirit of God in us, we are connected to God. That means we know God. And because we know him, we need to love. If there's no love in us, then that means we're not operating in the spirit of God. And because God's Because God resides in us. We have, as I said, the ability to love through the Holy Spirit. Now, as I'm talking, can you see that without the Holy Spirit, we can't have joy. We can't have peace. True peace, true joy. We can't be in right standing with God. We are unable to love. And then the Spirit, it says that, the spirit inside of us is a sound mind and 1 corinthians 16 says the word of god says that we have the mind of christ who has known the mind of the lord so as to instruct him but we have the mind of christ it is in the spirit that we are connected to christ so only through the holy spirit have we can we th- know the thoughts of god Are we able to tap into um, God? We be able to connect to Him, to hear His voice? So without the Spirit of God, we don't have a sound mind. We don't have the mind of Christ. And we cannot connect to the mind. And lastly, without the Spirit of God, we do not have eternal life. Because the Spirit of God inside of us can never die. God cannot die. Jesus cannot die. And when, when the Spirit of God takes precedence or residence inside of us, that Spirit cannot die either. Therefore, we cannot die. When we abide in Christ, He abides in us and we, be, we are transformed into the image of God. You know, so we are transformed into His image. When the Spirit of God consumes us, we become more and more like Christ so we have everlasting life if we look at john ten ten. it says i came the lord says i came so that you may have life and life more abundantly but the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy so isn't that so powerful you know when we when we have jesus he gives us the spirit and that spirit in us is the spirit that makes us alive and without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, you know, we, ha- we have no life after death. We can only live on this earth in our soul, but there is no afterlife. There's no spirit. And I sometimes wonder when, you know, those who haven't committed their lives to the Lord, how they cannot experience true peace. Because the peace God gives us, even in the midst of the storm, is not from this world. And God gives us the joy in the spirit, true joy. So if anyone hasn't got the spirit in them, if they haven't accepted Jesus, I often wonder if they could ever experience real joy. And knowing that they're not in right standing with God and that there are open targets for the enemy. Because remember, the spirit inside of us can only fight the spiritual realm on the outside. So if you haven't got the spirit of God, you cannot fight Against the kingdom of darkness, and I, 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 often wonder. And to me, it's so sad when, when you think about it in this way. But God is a good God, you know. He gave, he has given us everything pertaining to the to the kingdom of God to overcome. And as He says, He who is within us is greater than He who is in the world. And we know from the Scripture that He says that Satan is the ruler of this world. But on that note, let's take a short break and then we're going to come back and have a look at the functions of the Holy Spirit. Hi, this is Alana Olyfier and you've just tuned into my program called Body Matters. I've just been chatting about what the Spirit of God is. And now I just want to share with you a little bit about the function of the Holy Spirit. So when we think about the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit is, a, is God's Spirit inside of us. And it is the Holy Spirit that sets us apart from the world. You know, we have a spiritual entity in us that connects us to the spiritual realm and connects us to God. And I believe that even the demonic forces, which is also spirit, can identify the children of God by the Holy Spirit that lives within us. You know, spirit can recognize spirit You know, the Holy Spirit also represents the DNA of God, his spirit and his kingdom. You know, the blueprint of God and his kingdom is inside of his spirit because it says the kingdom of God is inside of you. And it is because of the spirit that we are no longer natural beings, but supernatural beings. We are transformed through the Holy Spirit into the image of Christ as we abide in Christ, we download the blueprint of, of kingdom principles. You know, as we spend time with God, as we hear his voice, as we step out in obedience, as we spend time in the word, as we grow in him, you know, we we start learning what it is to have a kingdom culture, what it is to live by godly principles. And we start to understand that character of God and it's only through the spirit inside of us that we are able to be transformed into the character of Christ and you know when we look at the fruits of the spirit now the fruits of the spirit is joy peace kindness goodness um, faithfulness um, joy all of that once we walk out our lives with the Holy Spirit once we we spend time in the Spirit. Once we spend time with God, we can grow. And it's through the Holy Spirit that we receive healing, deliverance, restoration for our souls. You know, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make us one with Christ and to transform us into mature Christians as we walk out our salvation to fulfill our God given purpose. So the one the one function of the Holy Spirit. Is to transform us into the image of Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us to become Christ-like. And the Bible says when Jesus left, he said, I'm going to send you a helper. And the helper is the Holy Spirit. And therefore the Spirit helps us. You know, the Spirit inside of us is perfect. Because God is perfect. Even though we are as human beings, we are not perfect perfect in our own ability and strength we are weak but because we have the spirit the perfect spirit inside of us we are strong 2 Corinthians 12: 9 to 10 says but he said to me my grace is f- sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore I will boast even more of my weakness so that the power of God, may rest upon me. You see, the Holy Spirit is the same Spirit that lives in God and Jesus and now lives in us. And in Romans 6, 10, it says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So you must understand, we understand that the Holy Spirit is God's Spirit taking residence inside of us. And He can only work in us and through us to fulfill His purpose On this earth, it is the Holy Spirit in us that reveals to us the things of God. Therefore, the Bible says, as I said earlier on, we have the mind of Christ. We have the blueprint of Christ inside of us. And therefore, we have access to his thoughts. So the spirit, another function of the spirit is to connect us to God As believers, the Lord promises us, as I said earlier on, give us a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. So let me read that scripture again in John 16, verse 7, which says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So the Holy Spirit is the helper. When we need help in any situation, we should call on the Holy Spirit and he will sustain us and strengthen us and help us in times of trouble. You know, the Holy Spirit guides us into the truth. You know, the Holy Spirit is also known as the spirit of truth. And in John sixteen thirteen it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak of his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. From the Lord, He will tell you about the future. You know, from, con- from conception, the devil has been lying to us about our identity, our authority in Christ, and our purpose in Christ. And without the Spirit of truth, we will be deceived. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and discernment. Sometimes what we think is good is not always godly, and that is why the Lord says that we should not rely on on our own understanding. Um, And in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. You know, sometimes when we think about the spiritual battle, when I think about the battle between good and evil, you know, some people say, yes, good and evil, and it is good and evil. But I believe it's between a lie and the truth. And The enemy will always come in with lies. He will always lie to us. And he's actually called the father of lies. But here God comes and he gives us the Holy Spirit. And he says, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. And so when we've got the Holy Spirit in us, we are able to recognize the lie of the enemy and to overcome um, there's a scripture, which I don't know hand which says that my people will perish because of a lack of, of knowledge. You know, when we know we spend time in the word of God, when we spend time just in the presence of God, you know, God reveals to us the truth through his word. And sometimes the battle is sometimes between the truth and a lie. But I'm not going to go on to too much detail about that. But it's only through the Holy Spirit also that we can prophesy. I know there are many people that's called to the office of prophecy. But you know, every single person that has the Holy Spirit in them can hear God. We can hear God's voice because we are, we have the mind of Christ. And because of the Spirit You know, the Spirit can tell us things to come. He can reveal things to us in our situation. You see, God is all-knowing. He knows the beginning of, of the end. And as I mentioned previously, in the Old Testament, not everyone had the Spirit. You know, in the Old Testament, before Jesus died on the cross, not everyone had the Spirit of God. God only gave His Spirit to the prophets, the priests, and the kings. And they were representatives. Of God's spirit, but today the Spirit of God is available to everyone because of what God did on the cross, and the Spirit is a gift from God. you know we don't have to do anything to earn the Spirit the minute you give your life to the Lord. He says he will give you the Holy Spirit it's a gift from God, and I just want to read joel two twenty eight that says Then afterwards, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. This prophecy has already been fulfilled. And God speaks to each one of us today, not just to the prophets. You know, when we have the mind of Christ, when we have the spirit in us, we're connected to God. The spirit connects us to God and we are able to hear his voice and we are able to to prophesy you know that the spirit of god gives words of knowledge you know it gives us there's so many gifts through the spirit that we can operate in but i'll come to that later you know the holy spirit also convicts us of sin and the only reason why the holy spirit convicts us It's so that we can live a righteous life. He reveals to us God's will and helps us to make right choices. You know, he sanctifies us so that we can become all that God intended us to be. You know, the Holy Spirit guides us. When we go off track, the Holy Spirit will convict you. You go, okay, we're off track. Get back on track because it's the Holy Spirit that wants to help us and guide us to fulfill Our God-given purpose. The Holy Spirit is also our comforter and counselor. It says the Holy Spirit is always with us. You know, when the Spirit of God is in you, it says God is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us because he's in us. Wherever we go, the Spirit is with us. So God can never leave you nor forsake you because of the Spirit inside of you, because the Spirit dwells in us. You know, you can't outrun God or or hide from him when his spirit is in you. And so that is the spirit of God is a counselor when we need help, when we need comfort. That spirit is with us. You know, we are able to overcome in times of of pain and and you know, hardship um the Holy Spirit is there, He's with us to minister to us during those times. You know, the Holy Spirit is also known as the advocate. He makes intercession on our behalf. You know, sometimes you are in such a state and you don't always know what to pray for. And as I had a lady on, on my last week on Saturday where she said her son drowned and, he, you know, his body was floating on the pool and they were resuscitating him for about a half an hour. She didn't know what to pray for. She started praying in the spirit, you know, because the spirit of God knows what we need before we know ourselves. He knows everything. And um, so Ephesians, I want to read Ephesians 6, 18, which says, And in the spirit and on all occasions with all kinds of prayer requests, We should pray in the spirit as believers. We can, you know, some of you might not even um, be able to speak in tongues or anything like that. But that is part. That's one of the fruits of the spirit. And you can always, if you want that, you can ask God and he will give it to you. Romans 8.26 says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the spirit himself intercedes for us. Through worthless groans, and he who searches our heart knows the mind of of the spirit. The spirit intercedes for God's people, in accordance with the will of God. Okay, so the when we pray in tongues, and we can only do that when we have the spirit of God. The spirit himself is praying on our behalf. He knows more than what we know what to pray for, and isn't that comforting, powerful to know that? You know, as I mentioned earlier on, the Spirit of God gives us power. And we have power and we have authority, you know, over the enemy. And um, it says in Acts 1, says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses upon unto me, both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, in Isaiah, it also talks about the sevenfold ministry of the Spirit. It says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom. Now, this is when they were talking about Jesus, when Jesus received the Spirit. You know, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, he, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And this is what they're talking about. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. So, when we've got the Holy Spirit inside of us, that Spirit gives us wisdom and understanding. It gives us counsel. It gives us might, which is power. And it gives us knowledge and it also gives us a, a reverent fear of the Lord. And to have fear for the Lord, they say, the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And so that's one big circle. When we fear the Lord, and not, and that's not a fear of God is going to whip us, God is going to punish us. It's the fear of how real and how awesome and how amazing God really is that we in our own human capacity cannot comprehend how big our God is, how powerful he is. And to be called a son and daughter of the God most high, we need to fear him in that way. We need to fear him. We need to acknowledge him. We need to praise him. And, um, and as I said, again, lastly, without the spirit, we don't have eternal life. So let's end and then we can chat about um, how we can receive the spirit. So we take a short music break and then we'll chat further. Hi, if you've just tuned in, it's Alana Oelie Fever with my program called Body Matters. And we were just chatting about what is the spirit, and what is the function of the Holy Spirit? Now, how do we get the spirit? How do we get the spirit of God? Many of you know this, and many of you don't know. There might be people listening today who says, "But I, I've, I don't know. I, you know, how, how do we get the spirit of God?" So, I just want to read a little bit about um, the spirit of God and how we can get the Spirit of God, or how can we receive it? So in a minute, I just want to start off with reading. Let's first start off with reading John 3, verse 6, which says, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the to Spirit. You should not be surprised by saying you must be born again. Okay, so when we accept Jesus in our lives, we are born again. We put our faith in him, you know, and, and then it says, and another, that we should be baptized by water. And that God says he promises the Holy Spirit. So let's look at this one, Luke three sixteen, which says, John answered them all. It says, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. You know, normally there's a progress when we give our lives to the Lord, we commit our lives to the Lord. And then the next step normally is to get baptized in water. And once we get baptized in water, you know, baptism. I know there's so many debates about baptism, and um, I believe in the in the big baptism because Jesus Christ has set the example f- for us. And even when Jesus himself was baptized, after he rose from the water, the Holy Spirit rested upon him. God gave him the Spirit. So. In the same manner, when we give our lives to Jesus and we get baptized, it says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and and fire. So God himself will baptize us. You know, as physically we we do the baptism and the baptism might seem it's a, a natural act of obedience but it has spiritual significance to that and i just want to read a few scriptures here and also in acts 2:23 it says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the holy spirit so baptism is also symbolic of a repentance of sin meaning that we are forgiven by Christ. You see, when John the Baptist was preaching, he said, repent and be baptized because the kingdom of God is at hand. And he was saying, repent and be baptized. And we can, instead of saying kingdom, we can say the spirit of God is at hand. So the kingdom of God refers to the spirit of God. And he is the rule and and his rule and reign within you. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that dwells inside of us. What he was declaring was, John was declaring, if you repent and you get baptized, you will receive the Spirit of God, meaning the kingdom of God will reside in you. Therefore, you will have access to the supernatural, the things that are available from from heaven. We now host the kingdom. When you've accepted Jesus and you get baptized and he gives you the Holy Spirit Himself, He will baptize you in the Spirit. You know, we then we host the kingdom of God inside of us. And so, you know, there's it's a very simple thing, but if we we look we we look at the example of Jesus, you know, when the Spirit, as I said, the Spirit came down on Jesus in a form of a dove. And I just want to read Matthew. That was in Matthew 3, 16 and 17. And there was an open heaven. And only once the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, he was no longer just man, but he was a supernatural man. He was spirit man. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, he was able to perform miracles. You know that only after Jesus received the Holy Spirit, he performed miracles, and, I mean, that is amazing because then the power of God was available to him because it says the Spirit of God will give you power. Um, and I want to read that in Acts 1.18 that says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It is the supernatural power from the Holy Spirit that enables us Also, to do as Jesus has done, to perform miracles and to accomplish that which the Lord has for us. We have now been reinstated with the authority that we once had from the beginning of creation. You know, with the Holy Spirit inside of us, you know, we have power to overcome the enemy, as I said previously. And I also want to just read um, Philippians 4.13, which says, And I can do all. All things through Christ Jesus, who strengthens me. You know, when Christ's Spirit is inside of us, the Holy Spirit, we've got everything that we need to overcome this world. You know, we've got the power to overcome the enemy, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. When we ask for things in faith, God is able to give it to us. We are able to hear God's voice because we connect it through the Spirit to God and we've got the mind of Christ. We are able to love. You know, we love, but God's love is supernatural love. We, God gives us the ability to love because He is love. And God will help us to walk out the fullness through the Holy Spirit. We are able to do everything that God has called us to do on this earth and to fulfill our plans and our purposes. And so I just want to end off with that. You know, would you like to receive the Holy Spirit? Maybe. Maybe you haven't given your life to the Lord. Maybe, you know, you're, you've you listened to this program now and you said, Alana, I, I have no clue what you're talking about, but I want the Holy Spirit in my life. And if that is you, I just want you to just to close your eyes. And I just want you to just repeat this after me. Lord, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I repent of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. I believe you are the Son of God, that you died and rose again. I choose to put my faith in you and ask that you would be Lord and God over my life. I place my life in your hands. Lord, please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Consume me with your presence. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, I believe that you've given your life to the Lord and Go and find a church, a word-based church. Go and get baptized and trust God. He will give you the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, this is also the end of my program. And I want to say thank you so much for joining me. I hope this word has really encouraged you. And tune in next Saturday again at 5 p.m. So looking forward to chatting to you guys then. And have a wonderful, blessed week. From me, Alana Olyfeer. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.